Arts Mid-North Coast acknowledge the Waramai, Birpai, Dangadi and Gumbangi people, the traditional custodians of the lands on which we live and work in, and pay our respects to the Elders past and present. The Art Remedy Podcast, brought to you by Arts Mid-North Coast. Mid-Coast artist and facilitator Anne McDermott recently completed a series of creative recovery workshops with her community in Morrill Creek, who have gone through back-to-back disasters from the bushfires, floods and COVID-19. Anne shares what she learnt from our training program and how the Morrill Creek community have come together through making art, sharing stories and food at the fabulous celebration at their local hall. We also hear from community members, Lindsay, Robert and Paula, who share their own experiences of the events. My name's Anne McDermott and I'm part of the Moral Creek Hall community. Um, I don't actually live in Moral Creek, I live over in the Kippax Valley, but this is my community. And I'm here with the fabulous project which I'm facilitating. It was, it was interesting because doing that workshop, it was like the modelling for how to run the workshop was the most important thing for me. And, and having a background in I'm primary school um, trained, and but I've taught primary school and high school students. And but because I'm now teaching adults in the community, it's quite a different approach. So part of the the workshop um, that was really important for me um, as professional development was was witnessing a really top-notch how to run how to facilitate a workshop for adults because it's quite a different thing some of the work that we do is is related to the disasters specifically in trying to actually reset minds to have a, a positive focus rather than a negative because say for example they can after a disaster there can be a lot of focus on loss whether it's um, material loss or loss of the environment or um, loss of your home you know there's so many different types of loss that people experience and so we've We've tried to use art as a way to re reset the the brain, and instead of continuing in that in that trauma kind of mindset, where you know you might feel a bit of a, a victim, and this thing has happened to you, and and you're trying to deal with it, and and things can trigger memories, can trigger, and and you feel all that pain. And trauma all over again and what what we were looking at doing is um, focusing on what nature has done um, you know because when the bushfires went through you know and you're looking around at the trees and they're blackened and you're thinking oh god I don't know what I'm supposed to do here am I do these trees need knocking down or or what's going to happen and then they start to sprout again and you're looking at this stump thinking 
this is truly dead, you know. And then, and then these little leaves start popping out and you're like, oh my God, this thing's regenerating. It's just incredible and how nature can regenerate like that. And gosh, that's what we humans need to do too. So, so one of the projects that we did was focused on um, the, the vines. It was the Divine Spark project. And, and the, the vines were made of love hearts. I'm describing what's in the background here. The, the love heart vines and, and just remembering how, um, you know, one of the first things that started to grow back in this charred landscape were the vines that came back and growing up. And there was this shock of green and so beautiful. And, and so we, we used the love heart shaped leaf to, um, to symbolise that, that regeneration and, and we looked at birds as well and how, you know, the bird population just disappeared, you know. But, and now we've got more birds than ever. So somehow, sometimes something that's so destructive, you can have something creative come out of it. And that's certainly what's happened here at the hall where, you know, we didn't used to do all this stuff together, the, the creative work. We didn't share that experience. And now we do, and we keep doing it. So we've used stimulus from grants to start something, start that creative spark that sort of lit a fire in people, that creative spark, that's what it is really. And we continue doing that. My name's Lindsay Siegel and um, I live in Mural Creek and I'm the um, treasurer of the Mural Creek Hall and Progress Association and also a member of the Fire Brigade. And we've been doing lots of creative workshops um, here at Mill Creek Hall. And this last lot we've been doing, we've been doing some um, origami, we've written some poetry, some haiku poetry. And um, now we're making some um, bamboo structures that we can put lanterns in and do a, a parade with our lanterns. We've been doing lots of activities at the hall here after, as bushfire recovery or all sorts of um, recovery sessions and I didn't realise how much I enjoyed it and I didn't realise how much I love painting and doing things until like that until we started doing all these activities here so it's been an opening an eye-opening thing for me I didn't realise that I was that that creative after the fires um, I, my husband and I we suffered quite a lot with sort of our mental health so it's just been so good to be involved with other people and um, being able to be in a calm safe environment and be able to just do these activities and work through things like that just being able to do something away from the property and be able to do some creative things has been really therapeutic for me and my husband was involved in some of the activities as well earlier on and it was therapeutic for him too. He, he was probably similar to me in that sort of organised, structured, non-creative environment, feel like, like we can all help each other. Paula Fulton, 
Merle Creek. I live on Merle Creek Road. I have been working at, with Anne at the, the local hall. We've been doing workshops to help us recover from being 80% burnt. 80% of the valley, 80% of my property was burnt. My, I'm a weaver. I, my husband has been an art teacher, my kids. So yes, yes, I've been involved in arts all my life. Lanterns is the la latest thing. And the last time the lanterns was, was done was a year ago. And we had a parade of the lanterns at dusk. And it was most enchanting. It really, it got people's imagination who had never thought that children and adults walking through the field to to the to the phoenix light, uh, fire would have been enchanting but it, it took everyone's imagination it was wonderful and we're going to be doing that again tonight um, my name is robert dibbon I live at moral creek property on moral creek and i'm the president of the um moral creek hall in progress association have been for quite a few years yeah. i'm a bit past the rfs but yeah i'm still a member you know i was a uh, an art teacher, a high school art teacher for 20 years, so yeah, I do, I do have an interest in the arts. So it's about thinking and talking and making. Um, and Anne's a good facilitator, you know, she knows how to get the, the best out of people. Oh, look, we've had some open discussions, yes. Um, just people generally while we're working. Sometimes just it's become talking becomes secondary to making art you know and it just brings people together sitting together and uh, mm. getting comfortable with each other and uh, yeah just having general discussions and thoughts and views and opinions on not everyone you know we're a fairly sort of rustic type of community we've, we've got all types here you know and art to some people is a little bit not alien, but you know, it's not part of their, it's not that they don't think in terms of art. They might think in terms of making things and doing stuff, but when you start talking art, it's sort of, it's not everyone's cup of tea. And it does, yeah, it, it softens people up and it brings people together, you know, it makes people feel comfortable uh, when they're doing something, thinking about what they're making and, you know, just organic discussions that come out of that, you know, and that's, that's a good thing. It, it includes people that maybe, would not normally be included, you know. We've got a little bent towards art and creativity. I mean, let's face it, people live out here to be sort of out the way of things a little bit, you know, for a quiet life. There's a variety of people out here and, and some people choose not to be connected because that's why they're out here maybe, you know. Coming together with the community, being able to talk to other people and share experiences and just, just to be able to get away from any sort of worries you're having, just being able to do something creative makes you think differently and stop worrying about what's been going on and what's been happening. And just, just being able to release some of your tension through something creative. If you're just all sitting around looking at each other and not doing anything creative, it's sort of quite hard to talk about things. But if you've got a paintbrush in your hand and you're doing something or, or you know, creating something, you can still sort of talk, but you're not, like, it's not a structured talk. You're just talking as, amongst the group. It brings the community together. Uh, a community like this one exists totally on 
community support. It, it, the community is so important. It, it, it saves your sanity and physically, mentally, it's, it's a saviour. Not all of us are extroverts and it gathers in the introverts with the extroverts and uh, brings people together that normally we'd only see sort of once every four to six weeks at hall events but we've been coming regularly and that's been wonderful. For instance one of the workshops that were done was a folk art workshop done by a lady whose husband was the fire captain for about 20 years and he died exactly a year ago and she's been doing the the folk art workshops and it has helped her dragging people out of themselves you can't heal unless you recognize what it is you've got to heal uh, the fires were very traumatizing I think especially for the women uh, because the men have the fire shared and the men get together and they have a beer they don't say very much but it uh, they seem to bond in that way whereas some of the women uh, are fairly isolated uh, in the valley um, and it's it's been very important to uh, bring people out socialising. When you're part of that creative process, sometimes what's going on, you're, you're not you're not actually conscious of what's going on. So, when as a facilitator, sometimes you need to tell people what's going on. Like for example, in terms of how we're, we're resetting your brain here, we're, or we're, we're looking for mindfulness here. We're forgetting for, the, for now what's going on in terms of your worries. You just leave them behind. And we're gonna focus now on folding this piece of paper. <laughs> and yeah, it's not important. It's so unimportant. There's so many things I could be doing today, like stacking firewood or whatever on the farm. And But you're here and, my God, you're folding paper. It's so unimportant. But it's actually really important because it's so important to spend that time with yourself doing something that's just focused on simple things and you're fully concentrated on it. Interestingly enough, a lot of the people who keep coming back and it's almost like they can't get enough, they're the same people who are really active in the community already. You know, you get the same people um, who are on the hall committee, um, who have facilitated other workshops and they're just doing people. So, so they, they keep coming back. And so, and, and that coming back to do something creative has been really important for them, I think, and, and particularly for me because it's created bonds that, that were in some cases tentative, I suppose, um, but those bonds go a lot deeper now. So, it, yeah, it's, it's 
been it's been good for everyone involved certainly and and even when people come along and it's it's just a one-off they they're sort of really amazed at what's going on here at the hall and and none of this was happening actually before before the bushfire recovery work and um, and the other disasters that happened, none of this has happened with without the the funding that was available to do the workshops in the first place. There probably wouldn't have been any impetus to start them, and it came along at just the right time when people needed to get together because we needed to get stuff off our chests, and and get together and have a cuppa but when you do that and you're you're having your your chat about about how you've been affected or or what's happening or what needs to be fixed and you're doing that while you're working side by side with someone something really miraculous happens when when, and, and none of that would have happened if we didn't have the funding in the first place to run the workshops because it wouldn't have um, created that idea of, oh, what, what can we do? Yeah, something needs to be done. What can we do? And then we had a, a meeting um, where we did a letterbox drop and invited every single person in the community to come along and, and we, the question was, like, what do you want to do? What can you offer? What can you offer? Because we didn't want to get people in from outside know I have documented my personal experience and so have a lot of other people we had an exhibition here last year and there were lots of photographs of people's that people took at the fires and they were quite insightful now that was very successful and, and you know um, I think everyone was sort of proud of what we'd achieved you know and it was a it culminated in a, a brilliant exhibition and, and night yeah the hall in a community like this one, when it's running the best, is the heart of the community. And it, if you uh, only use the hall once every six to eight weeks, it, uh, part of it dies. So using the hall once, twice a week, every week, for weeks and weeks and weeks, Brings the commute, brings the hall to life. As you can see, we, we've got lovely little decorations all, around, and we've made those decorations. Mine's up near the uh, the driveway. It's it's a bit like housework. If a kid never does housework, they don't bond with their home. Mm. If you don't work on your hall, community hall. You don't bond with the hall. This is bonding with the hall, and it's really important. Uh, we'd been fighting fires at our house for oh, 12, 18 hours. We'd have lost our house. My husband and I are not young, and we Saturday night we just collapsed in bed. Our beehives would have been burnt that night if it wasn't for our neighbour with a pressure hose keeping the fires away from our beehives. We didn't know that till days after. No, <laughs> that was, was very kind. And there are many stories like that of people rallying around helping each other. Anne's husband wouldn't have uh, saved the house 
if it hadn't been because the, the fire brigade couldn't get up there. It, it was very isolated. It was more isolated than here, much more isolated. And the the neighbours got together and fought the fires together. If you don't have your neighbours, if you don't have anything out here, you've got to have your neighbours. I guess we were a very social group, but I'm not sure that we would, you know, bring up our sort of issues like we might might have done since the fires you know we probably wouldn't talk through so many problems that we were having or issues that we were having so we were just a social group beforehand we had lots of activities here we had so many more activities than we had since covid but um we're getting back into that now but it was still a very social group but it was just i think we've just grown together more so in terms of resilience I think that when you're when you are bonded with your neighbours, which is our community, then the next time the hard times come, you can support each other through that. Whether it's like, oh God, we need some water out here. Can someone bring a pod? And you know those guys, so they're going to help you. Um, or whether it's just getting together and and talking through things. That it's it's something. Those bonds have started to form, and. And, and the resilience means that next time something happens, we're just that much better prepared because we're better friends. And the friendships wouldn't have deepened in so many cases without the creative workshops. to the Art Remedy podcast by Arts Mid-North Coast. Thank you to our guests, Anne McDermott, Lindsay Siegel, Robert Dibbon, Paula Fulton and the Morrill Creek community. Interviewed by our Creative Recovery Officer, Lisa Hort and recorded by Sati Wiria. Our Creative Recovery Program has been supported by the Bushfire Community Recovery and Resilience Fund Project through the Joint Commonwealth-State Disaster Recovery Funding Arrangements, the Primary Health Network and Foundation for Rural Regional Renewal. You can find out more about our program by visiting our website on artsmidnorthcoast.com.